Hi everybody and welcome to the Endless Cells podcast. I hope you're all keeping well. Monty, Corvo, Alistair, Jack, they're all in the comments already. Chomping at the bit, Willie, to talk about Celtic Football Club. How you doing, mate? Good to have you on. The Legion of Doom is back. <laughs> Aye, it's good. Like I was just talking about it there. I don't think I've been on for a wee while. It's been a bit. I know we've had a few that have been kind of put off and stuff. We've all got stuff going on in our lives at the moment and busy, busy. But I know it's great to be back on and talking about our first venture in the Champions League this year and and uh, all all things upcoming. It's good to be back on on a Friday night again. Last time you were on, I think you were caught doing the old thing uh, after the answer, and then we had we obviously had we had to suspend you for four weeks, and then you're right. back again. That's, what it was. You know, that's the way it works, mate. But <laughs> as you know. And everybody as well, the Super Six, getting bored. The leaderboard was up Monday's podcast. I took it off tonight, but get involved with it again. Get your scores in for the weekend. I think it was Kevin Gallagher was the top, I believe. So, I mean, catch up with him. Our very own Franny Carty, is, he's no, nowhere to be seen, and he was he was racing away of it last year. But Stephen Coltart, just a wee message to you, buddy. We bit of a hiccup again with these um things, so we're thinking about maybe doing something different, but we'll be in touch with you personally to let you know about that prize. I haven't forgot about you. We talk about you near enough every day, but to get this prize out there, so we're really, we're really chopping at a bit to get something away to yourself. But, Willie, before we get into Stephen Rice and about £72 million in the bank, Monty right. already resigning himself to us being maybe not a Champions League club. Before we get to all that, which we're going to come to, first of all, Celtic were back in the Champions League again, playing a high-profile match at the top table, where our club should be. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, bit disappointing, obviously, the result. I thought the first half was pretty even. Um, I've still got a lot of players out. I did. Um, pretty even. And then, uh, obviously, the second half, was a bit unfortunate. We going down to a nine men and um, ended up actually being a decent result in the end after us going down. Um, but yeah, disappointing. But I don't think we'll go on it deeper, obviously. But I don't think that's a barometer on how we should be measured against for how we're going to be looking in the future uh, with what happened in the second half. Yeah, I mean, you can't really legislate for two players being sent off. Obviously, we'll come to that there in the podcast. Well, I want to start with the first half. Now, the first half for me, Willie, was very reminiscent of the conversations that we had last year in and around. <laughs> we competed for 45, 60 minutes and then the wheels fell off. But genuinely, to be fair, I thought Brendan Rodgers set up the team really well in, in the first half. They were kind of pressing fire and order. I don't think they expected it. And for a team like Arne Slat, their managers at World now manager, much like ourselves and, and Rodgers, it didn't look like he expected something to push up so high. I thought we were causing them problems. We had a few half chances. And even the chances they did create, we were dealing with them really well. I mean, with Larga Bielka and, and Scales at the back, by the way, Scales was an absolute warrior yet again, making me... Making me eat my words every week, that guy. But again, keep it going, them skills. We're, we're loving it at the minute. But in regards to the first half, did it feel like to you? And by the way, credit to yourself. You even put in the group chat that you weren't really impressed by both teams. But was it reminiscent of, of last season, just in terms of the way we were playing and getting getting in about it? Well, yes, with regards to how we'd lost a goal. But uh, yeah, I said I, I don't. I didn't think either team were great in the first half. I thought. Um, I thought Rogers' tactics were maybe out to maybe nullify a wee bit because they've been so free scoring. Um, I thought we made, made them look very average, but we didn't look that great ourselves. If that's if that makes sense, uh, I thought it was a poor, poor first half. To be honest with you, um, not much chances. I thought Hatati looked bright in spells, but you can tell he's no. <laughs> we'll see, Alistair. We'll see. Um, I thought Hatati looked bright in spells, but you can tell he's not quite there yet. He's not quite match fit yet. Uh, but what I would say in the little spells that you've seen of him, I think it's imperative that we keep him fit for the Champions League because I think he's uh, massive for us uh, in this group stage. I think he can be a big-time player like he showed last year. Um, Maeda had about a half chance. I, I think that's... I said it in the group chat on the after the Dundee... Well, during the Dundee game... Um, how we hit Maeda over the top and the wings. Obviously, we like he got in behind with Dundee about four or five times in the space of 20 minutes, but I think that's a massive weapon for us that we should be looking at to use in Europe. And they did. He got in behind a couple of times and, and cut across the defender for one of them and got a shot away. So there was chances, but not none of them were really clear-cut. Uh, and mm. then they got hit with a sucker punch. 
Yeah, and we're going to come on to that free kick. But I want to talk about Rio Atate for a second. I mean, it was uh, Coin Wizard. Atate was our best player. And see to be fair, Willie, Rio, obviously, he's getting up to match fitness. There was a point in that match where he could have played Kugwin for a simple kind of goal. He was he was free on oh, goal. Yeah, and yeah, 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 yeah. There was a shot he had was kind of rolled into the keeper's hands. But I do agree, essentially, that you've seen the difference of the, the speed in the midfield with Atate in it. And kind of, I know people say his pressing isn't great, but he was the trigger for many other people to press. I mean, you had McGregor winning the ball high up, you had O'Reilly doing the same thing, and that all kind of came from the front. And Hatate, for some reason, was kind of joined at Kugel's hip at some points in that first half. So I don't know if that was the kind of the Rogers imprint. And you mentioned in terms of the, the rest of the team, Mieta, I thought had a good game. I think sometimes he can be he, he's wasteful, and we all know this. That there's different times where he should make a different decision. But he doesn't do it. I think the kind of adrenaline rush goes to him and it kind of lets him down in that way. That's probably why he's not the 20, 30 million pound player that kind of can move him on and get a fee in. And that's just enforced it. But again, his work rate in the Champions League for us is, is what we need that kind of speed on the left hand side, albeit he was played on the right. But I want to talk about one of the new signings that come in, Palma. Willie, what did you think about him? And I, he reminds me a lot of Moyel Nusi. I don't know if anyone got this vibe off him. Just the way he's built, his, his kind of stature. He's not the quickest. He just seems a wee bit of a, a dribbler here and there. And he was getting into the box, finding the space. But most of the time, I don't know if it was because he was kind of free in at the deep end. For me, he wasn't, he wasn't that great. Yeah, he, he didn't have a great game, to be honest. Um, some of the situations he got in uh, were good situations, but the end product wasn't quite there. I, I mean... I don't know. It's tough. It's tough to judge on a game like that. But uh, yeah, he didn't set the world alight. Um, to be fair, I'm seeing a lot in the comments getting Hatati's shit by the way and telling me why I'm not like why would I say he was good in spells, right? But in that first half, I think we had three three average chances on goal, and he had the shot for the first one. Yes, he should have laid Kyogo off for the second one, but he had that other chance. And the Maeda chance, it was Hatate that got the ball and played him in. So I think um, that's the issue. With yeah, but, you, Hatate. but saying that, you said just you said yourself how high he was pressing. It seems to me under Brendan he is playing much further forward. That sometimes it was as if he was actually further forward than Kyogo. So I don't know. I, I, I I'm not saying he, he was set the world alight. I just what I'm thinking is uh, in spells you can see. Like the old Hatate there, I think he just needs to get up to speed, and I think he's. I think. He, on his day, he's our best player. And like I said, I think if we're going to be successful in this Champions League, we need to get him fit and firing. <coughs> yeah, like a fit and firing league. Griffiths has scored 40 goals a season, that type of fit and firing. <laughs> but I, I think I think you, you look at it, and to be fair, I think a lot of people are frustrated and they're calling out players, which is fair enough. Every player is not immune from criticism. Fuck me, Cal McGregor hasn't been great this season. Totally. I'm called it out. But we'll come on to the, the most contentious thing that's kind of kicked off the whole events of the defeat in Rotterdam, and that was the, the free kick. Me, personally, before I even get to the goal, it was soft. I think the player was kind of was going for it, and he, he won the free kick off the referee. Now, let's talk about what's happened after that, Willie. The the free kick, I think, was 35 yards out, officially. Yeah. Bounced. Went really slow. Kyogo moves out of the way. It bounced in front of Joe Hart. He, was, he got his fingertips to it, but he wasn't quick enough. Who's the blame here? Is it a bit of both? Is it just solely Kyogo, or is it just Joe Hart? I think there's several... Um, issues. First of all, I don't know who's like for me. Your keeper should be in charge of your wall, but I don't know if he was because Joe Hart looked fuming with the wall afterwards, and I don't know if that's because Kyogo kind of dipped out the way or whether that was why was Kyogo there. If a left footer's taking that free kick, he's always going over that side of the wall. Um, for me, Kyogo's three foot nothing. I don't understand why he's in the wall in the first place. Um. And then when the free kick struck, he's obviously dipped out the way rather than than taking the shot in the face or the chest or whatever. Um, and then I mean, yeah, it bounces in an awkward spot, but even then, it's not it's not in a corner. So Joe Hart should save it as well. So there's three or four, um, three or four issues in there for me. Uh, well, I'm hoping we don't make that same mistake again with Kyogo. It wasn't that great, a well struck free kick, but this is. Uh, I think I said it in a group chat. This is what we did last year. We looked decent, or last year even we were in the ascendancy, looking great but not finishing chances. And then we would do something like this, and it would just kill us in the game. And then the heads would go down, 
and uh, <coughs> it's situations like that where it's a difference at this level. You can't you can't be given away like it's it's a tall enough order for us to not in this game. I think that I think that Feyenoord are there to be are there to be had, and I think that this Celtic team can beat them. I think I fancy us at home against them. They didn't they didn't impress me much in that game. Um, but against the the big clinical teams, you can't give away goals like that because you're you're already uh, you're already climbing a hill to, to win the game. You can't be giving away silly silly mistakes like that. Which last year we did we did weren't clinical enough, and then we would get caught on a silly counter attack with one one man making a mistake, and then it's it's a bigger hill to climb. Um, mm-hmm. It's a poor poor goal to give away. Like I said, I don't think there was much in both teams in the first half. I didn't think either team were great first half. Um, there was not any like clear, clear cut chances. A lot of shots outside the box, but um, for us to give away a goal at that time as well, um, I mean the heads kind of went down. I was watching it with mates, and we kind of just and you know me, I'm pretty positive and, and think. But at that moment, I was like, oh, Jesus Christ, here we go again. We're we're not out of the game, but we're giving away a stupid, stupid goal like that, and then. It's difficult to then try and go and win the game. Um, so yeah, it's definitely need to cut out. And like, I mean, there's bad luck at times, but that 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 goal for me wasn't bad luck. That was just a, a numerous errors on our part. Whether it was Kyogo, whoever's decision it was to have him in the wall in the first place, whoever's decision it was to have him in that position in the wall, mm-hmm. and obviously Joe Hart as well. Need to, he, he, for me, you should save that as well. Yeah, no, I think you're right. A lot of judgment errors in, in case of the Kugo incident, and obviously Joe Hart for me should have should have definitely saved that. To be fair, if Jed Thomas said in the comments there that it reminds him of the Lee Griffiths free kicks, and it was it was kind of carbon oh, yeah. copy, kind of in in the bottom kind of corner section. And I mean, does it bring it back to the argument again? Look, we've had it many times here, and I'll say it to him blue in the face, and I think I've been consistent in this one, Willie, at least among arguments that I kind of argue myself against in the end. Joe Hart at European level just isn't he isn't quick enough, he isn't mobile enough to make them crucial saves. I think if you're the keeper like that that pluck one out of there, I don't know, fucking like an Aaron Ramsdale or a, a Raya, they both play for Arsenal, but they're only fresh from memory because of listening to talk sport on the way home. But if you had a keeper of that kind of quality, they're saving that. In my opinion. Because they're they're quicker and they're more agile over the ground. And it's not a, a slight on Joe Hart. I still think we appreciate what he's done for us as a club. But I think it was really, it was neglectful, in my opinion, Willie, that we didn't sign a goalkeeper, at least to challenge him. Yeah, I think I think in the summer it should have been a priority, whether it was or not. I mean, we could have went out and tried to get a goalkeeper and it's just not came to fruition. For me, yes, Hart's susceptible to, like, he gives me the fear with the ball at his feet. But... Um, but I mean, the two games before Tuesday night, and, and by the way, we're, going, we're not going on it. But he's, he saved a penalty as well. But uh, he did, he did, games, he did save a penalty. In the, yeah. two, in the two games previous, uh, he made a couple of big saves against Dundee, where we're getting caught on the counter. And at Ibrox, he was brilliant. He made a couple of wonderful saves to keep us to give us to keep us in the lead. Uh, and I just, I think people are sometimes too. Uh, well, I've said it till I'm blue in the face as well. You said I've been in a queue keeper, but I've said that I'm blue in the face that people are sometimes maybe a bit too critical and they forget that uh, or they forget the good stuff. He was as important at that game at Ibrox as Kyogo's goal was because he he, he won us the three points also with a couple of big saves. Uh, I think he's still a, a terrific shot stopper. Obviously, that free kick wasn't great, but I, I do think he's still a terrific. T- Shot stopper, and for me, that's what I want my keeper to do. Do I think we can do better? Of course, aye, and I think we, I think that we will do. Um, but I'm not. I don't think that he's. I'm not as harsh on him as most. Let's say I, I'm not tremendously worried about him being a number one keeper for the rest of the season. I'm not too disheartened at that. I think that's because touch wood, we know domestically he's okay at that level, and. I mean, come to terms with it, Willie. Like yeah, Thomas here, says here, and this is a great point, by the way. It seems to be a mental block when we get to Europe in terms of what we can progress there, what we can do against these clubs. And one of the most stark kind of stats I've seen, we've won three out of 25, league, 25 Champions League group stage games in the last many years we qualified. And that is 
Absolutely, yeah. and, and a abysmal record. And we're, we're going to come on to European ambition towards the end of the podcast. And I mean, Stephen Rye came in and said it was that Joe Hart's a guy who you rely on if your number one gets injured. I'm kind of I'm there now with him. I'm 100 percent because Stephen Rye, Stephen Rye, always get mixed up in that. But I think for me, we've talked about Joe Hart enough. I, I know my feelings on him. I think most of the comments are probably in kind of alignment with that in terms of getting yeah. a new keeper. You are too, Willie. You are too, Willie, to be fair, but you're happy enough with him with what he can get. And Monty kind of sums this, <laughs> sums this up for me as well. 10 points out of 102. Embarrassing. Mm-hmm. It is embarrassing. I'd like to see if that's uh, an actual stat. <laughs> no, and it, it, it probably is, mate. It probably is. Our Champions League record is abysmal. But look, we'll talk about the red cards. First one, like you referenced, Joe Hart saved the penalty. Great save, by the way. Have to give it to him. He kind of probably made up for the free kick or in that kind of instance. But Larger Bielka for me, and I know Brendan Rodgers didn't seem to kind of fuss back on those red card. He was kind of maybe in agreement. I don't know. I don't even know if it was a penalty kick. I felt that Larger Bielka was putting his arm across, kind of shepherding the ball back to Joe Hart. Maybe the guy's height came into it because he was five foot or whatever, hitting, hitting in his elbow. He was going out and holding his face. The crowd on, on the back. The pressure on the referee. We've seen this before in our league. We've, we know what team we're talking about. It always happens. He's given the penalty. He's given the second yellow. Red card for Lagerbjelga. And I even think Cal McGregor just turned around and went, wow. Wow. What was your opinion on that one? Yeah, I was surprised at Brendan after the game, actually. I think he said something along the lines of, like, and I know, I think it might have been, like, um, like him twinning it with, with Holmes, but he kind of said about how the young boys need to, yeah, that makes more sense. Um Still shite, though. Oh, it's still dreadful. Yeah, of course it is. But, uh, but I mean, I, I, some of these stats, I think, somebody said to me that we've not won a group stage since uh, 2011 or something like that. But it's, by the way, it's like 10 or 11 games, right? So it's still terrible. But it still sounds better than somebody saying we've not won in 12 years because we've only in a group stage. For, we've only been in a group stage three or four times since then. So, like, sometimes it was the same with that Levy start at Almondvale. We hadn't won at Almondville for 10 years. Well, Levy were in the championship in first division for eight of the 10 years. So these stats sometimes can look a bit more uh, misleading than they actually are. But uh, what was I saying? Aye. So the, I, I was a bit surprised at Brendan after the game saying about how he thought that the like, something that the young guys need to learn from. Because I, I, I total agreement. For me, I, I think he's trying to usher out the ball. I don't even think it's a foul. Never mind a second yellow for me. And I, I, like if Farr's there, I don't understand. The VAR's there. I don't know how you can... I mean, all these decisions we talk about every week, you know, they're, they're, it's, it's it's difficult. But I, for me, I just think if that's a foul, then there's a foul every two minutes in the park. I think he's trying to usher the ball and then um, puts his arm across. I think the guy makes... The, the Feyenoord forward makes a bit of Amelia. Nearly does a back on um, it does. Yeah, I thought that one was a bit harsh. But that for me is where we need to get more streetways to get. Do you know what I mean? Because I think we play these games and we're playing with our heart in the sleeves. We don't want to do any sleazy things. But all these European things, whether we like or not, from Serie A, Eredivisie, Bundesliga, you name the leagues, they know how to play that game. They know how to win a game like that. And it just feels like we're still naive. And I do hope that comes under Rodgers and Everyone, everyone looks for hope in kind of that run to the Conference League semi-final with Leicester as he learned a lot. And to be fair, his first half tactics were spot on, in my opinion. Monty has said they're the boardroom. <laughs> Go ahead, sorry. I just think with things like that, that's what VAR's for. I don't, I don't understand. Like That's why we've, we've got it in the game. It's, I just don't understand. why. He, like For me, he's, he's coming across the player to usher him out. He puts his arm across. Um and the final player acts as if he's elbowed him right in the jaw. For me, it's not. If that's a foul, I just think there's a foul every every ten minutes in the park. Like I said. Yeah. Do you think? Did you did you see the Mary incident? Have you seen this? No, I don't know what. I don't know what people so, thought of it. I've missed it. I actually watched the highlight the, again, too, and I never seen it. <laughs> it was the one where he was coming into the box, and, and the player tackled him, and looked like he went out for a corner, but it didn't. The player tackled him. And he missed the ball and was actually it was meant to be a corner kick for us, but ended up being a goal kick. But yeah, I agree. Strange of the doctor, that should have been a penalty kick. But we'll move on to the other red card. Odin Thiago home, who has impressed Willie, let's be fair. When he's been on the pitch, he done Cantwell, which everyone loves. <laughs> he's out for a couple of weeks after that tackle. 
But for me, it was that challenge. Now, bearing in mind, in the emotion of it, when I was watching my granda and my brother and my granny, I didn't think it was a red card, if you get me. But when I watched the back, his studs right onto the knee, he followed through. And at, at first, what, fucking five minutes of the game, he was trying to make an impression. And it just like a rush of the blood went to his head. And I think even Roger said it. He can't defend that one. Yeah. I think that was a red card all day. I think that I like that in his game. We've said that, that he's a bit feisty and he, he, he doesn't shrug a challenge. I really like that in him. Um, but he's very te- he's technically looks very good as well. He's great range of passing and he's great at driving with the ball out of midfield. Um, I wouldn't take that part of his game away at all. I think that's what makes him a top player. That, um, and I like to see that. But the letter of the law, yeah, yeah, it's a red card. I mean, he's going in and his studs are up. For me, when you watch it in VAR, you can see he's trying to pull out of it. Mm. Um, but, I mean, it's, that's been the rule for God knows how long. As soon as your studs are showing, um, it's a red. So I, I don't think we can complain too much about that one. No, nah, it was a red card. And to be fair, I think he knew it himself as soon as he made the tackle. He was just like, he looked up and the red, the red was out straight away. I think with European referees, you have to expect that. Their decision making is like, they're, they're making that call. And SVR brings it back. They don't give a fuck. Yeah. Even with Lager Belga, he was, he, he was trying to stay on the pitch. The referee was like, get off. Get off. I think we had Brendan afterwards as well saying that he needs to learn for that. I, I, I think the context of the game as well, when you've just had a man sent off, you can't be throwing yourself into tackles like that. It's bad enough being down at that level. Like I said, it's it's against most teams, not fire nod again for me. I think we we can we're more than capable of competing with them. But against some of the top top teams, it's 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 going to be fairly tough for eleven men in a park. Never mind ten. And then yeah. um, the young man kind of jumps into a challenge just after we've had somebody sent off. It's a, it was it was a bit poor uh, in his decision making, but. Um, but like I say, I wouldn't want him to take that out of his game. I think that that's something we kind of talked about that we might be lacking in midfield. That that kind of definitely, definitely lacking. Player, and I think that he he's definitely got in. He's got that in him. So uh, listen, the way he plays, it won't be his last red card. But um, hopefully, next time we're not a man doing already before he does it. I think Stephen Ray makes a good point. He was surprised when, come on, Bernardo has five appearances in the Champions League with Benfica. He's got more experience, yet we gamble that an experienced player with maybe a mistake like that. I, I, I actually called Bernardo to start. Obviously, Franny thought it was trying to be controversial and be like, I told you so. But I, I did see, in my opinion, the case for Bernardo to, to start in terms of playing for the Portugal on the 21s, playing for Benfica, all that type of stuff. And I think he looks a good player. He came on with nine men, and it obviously couldn't make an impact. No one could make an impact. And, We'll talk about the nine men who was left on the pitch in, in regards to that. And there, there's Peg. Peg Lane Lonergan. Hope Bernardo starts tomorrow. I think he's going to have her on the team, surely. But we'll talk about the nine men that was left and the job they actually done to keep the scoreline down. I know there was offside goals given, but at the end of the day, they were offsides. We can't really be like it could have been five or six. I think we restricted them with nine men. Cleared the ball when we had to, albeit we didn't really create any opportunities. O was trying to put himself about, trying to create space and I think it was Yang was playing off him and it was kind of working sometimes, but they were falling at the final hurdle, which is to be expected. I think for me, Willie, I think Liam Scales, as I said at the start of the, the podcast, I thought he was absolutely excellent. And if we talk about Liam Scales for a minute, and if I go back to my reaction, Jesus, to the, to the Rangers game I sent in, this is my words. I was like, what the fuck? I sent yeah, that with a picture of, of, of the team with Scales in it. And to be fair to him, it's one of these ones. That, we've seen it under Posta Cogley. When play, players like Abada or players like Latate come in, they grab that chance if there's an injury and, and they run with it. I think Liam Scales could maybe find himself getting an extended run on the team, even when the first-choice defenders come back. And the no, only reason why I'm saying that is, out of Lager Belga, out of Nat Phillips, who, who got injured after 45 minutes, he's been the standout player in our, in our centre-back position. Yeah, absolutely. I thought Brendan Presser was telling today when he talked about him, he said that um, he's kind of came back for his loan to Aberdeen and maybe had it in the back of his mind and probably Celtic as well um, thinking that he's going to move on to pastures new but uh, Brendan said he trained really well in pre-season and listen, it's taken a, <laughs> at the start of the season we, we, he would have needed three, four, five players to get injured to come in and that's exactly what's happened um, but he, he's definitely grabbed it with both hands I mean, he, I think he was man of the match at Ibrooks. Yep. Um and he was he was colossal again on Tuesday night. He's been, aye, he's been he's been superb. Um, 
Yeah, it kind of reminds me a bit of Starfield. The kind of plays it for the back. He's decent ball playing mid uh, defender, and he gets himself about. He's he's susceptible to the ball at the top, unfortunately, like Starfield was. But um, I mean, he's came in and took took his chance with both hands, and he has. He's been he has he's been brilliant and fair play to the boy, fair play to the lad. He's he's came in and and he's been super for us. It was CCB yeah. missing as well. Um, he's kind of been, which is ridiculous to say, because he's still a young lad himself. And, I mean, he's had a season under his belt at Aberdeen, but he's kind of the senior head in the defensive pairings at the moment with Lagerbielka coming in or whoever else it may be, which is ridiculous. Um, and he's doing a job then. So, like, listen, when CCV comes back, and if Scales keeps performing, he'll keep his place. And if he's doing a job that he's doing now in there, um, surely can only be better when CCV's alongside him. So, fair play to the lad. Yeah. More confidence as well in, yeah, in, in his game. Yeah. If, if, he, if he's playing well, he takes that on. And Jared Thomas in the comments. Way, sorry, a lot of people saying that he, if we do get players back, he should be slipping into left back. What, what's your thoughts on that? I've got a funny feeling. I know what your thoughts on that are, but what do you think about that? Not a fucking chance. No? <laughs> no. Did you expect me to say yes? Yeah, I thought you would have said get no, Taylor no. to get him in. <laughs> Taylor, Taylor has been shite for me the majority of the season. I think that's plain there for everyone to see. I don't think you can really argue against that. But, I mean, for, for Liam Scales isn't quick enough to be left-back. And he, for us, we're talking about an overlapping full-back like Johnson. He's not that. He doesn't have that kind of engine yeah. to get up and down. So, for me, that argument doesn't really stack up. I think it's more desperation because, because people can see Greg Taylor's performance is dipping. And they're like, who, who can we put there? And who can we kind of plug that gap? Because I have to be honest. If not with Greg Taylor, he he was for me he was non-existent against their right hand side. I thought he had so many balls over the top of him. He was always five yards off the man, and he just didn't look comfortable all evening. Added to the fact that without the nine, nine men in the second half, but the only way I would have scales on the the left hand side if I played a back free, yeah. if he was the left hand side of the free. That's the right. Exact same thing. I agree with that. If he, we did play a back three, then he would yeah. he would definitely slot in there. Would you? Would you put him left back? You asked the question, so would you put nah, him left back? I wouldn't, no. Nah. For the same nah. reason, Rogers' team, uh, the wing backs are as important going forward as they are at the back, and I don't think he, I don't think he has ability to. I mean, he's good. He, he's a good ball playing centre half for me. I, I just don't see him at left back. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I was looking at Stephen Ray's comment there to say I think with when everyone is fit. We're better moving there, three four three. Taylor in Europe is terrible. He was far and away best player in the first half so far. We've had Hatate and uh, Taylor as as the best players. Um, McGrandon comes in. I'll be eighty in two months' time, and I'll be happy with something finished. Runners up in the league. Wow. He's <laughs> tongue and cheek. That's tongue and cheek. Has to be Grandon. Come on, we're going to win it. You know that. But I mean, coin uh, was it coin wizard said earlier there about everyone's kind of. Placing their bets in this performance at Ibrox, and the rest of the season has been underwhelming. A lot of fans feel like this, Willie. A lot of people do. I throw myself into the position where I'm a bit like that. 60% of me is like, yeah, we're top of the league, we're unbeaten, but we're out of the cup, and we started Europe badly. And we'll come on to the fallout, what we've seen, obviously, after this game. And it seems like every time there's a, a fucking drop point or we're, we're defeated, it's back to square one, and we're talking about the same issues here. But Obviously, the Celtic board and other wisdom decided to release the financial results on the Monday. We discussed it on Monday on Monday's podcast in terms of seventy-two million pounds in the bank, forty million pound pre-tax profit, all that type of stuff. One hundred twenty million pound revenue, which I think is a is a record. And then we see what happens in Europe. And then, obviously, coming out of that, people are going to be like, "Why could we not use some of that money to invest in the team?" And see, to be fair. Roger said it himself in his press conference. I don't know if you heard him talking about Salzburg. Hmm. He was like, that's kind of the model. I think it was in the written press, if anyone hasn't seen it in an actual kind of video format. He was talking about that's the model he's looking to for Celtic in terms of bringing in these players, selling them on for bigger fees, but also in, in, in regards to having experienced heads around them. And what I think lack, and you mentioned it earlier on, is the physicality, the athleticism in Europe. And I think that for us, we can see that. So what baffles me is Roger said they first come in, we're looking for athletic, physical players. Transpires, that didn't happen. Then he's come out a few times and said he's not happy with the window. The, pr- the, the press conference, I think, yesterday, I believe, one of the journalists asked him, is he content? He said no. 
Obviously, that's been news as clickbait, the headline. He didn't exactly say that in a roundabout way. He said he was looking more, and every manager would, which is true. But I also think we're not stupid enough to think, ah, well, he did, he's only meaning one thing instead of meaning the other. He's not happy with the transfer activity. And I think he's made it pretty clear. And what concerns me is, if this was Pasta Cogley saying this, I think we'd have a far more stark reaction, being like, fuck, what's going on? But because it's Rogers, it feels like there's like, yeah, but he can coach and get the best out of what we have, et cetera, et cetera, until January. I just think, in my opinion, Willie, it's not a great position to be in, and we should have signed more quality for this thing. And I think last night showed us why. Or not that, was it that? No, <laughs> Tuesday. I mean, yeah, I, I'm not going to get into the debate again about how, like, <laughs> I, I just don't think it's as easy as going out and just saying it's not that, it's not that easy. And this modern, this modern day, I know we've got money, but if we're just not, <laughs> with social media as well, especially, and right now, everybody that I've seen is kind of jumping in with emotion. Um, I've said it in the group chat, I've said it a hundred times on here, we need to bring back the glory days, the success we've had in Europe. We've never been that successful in the Champions League. We've qualified to the last 16 three times. Uh, we've always been piss poor away from home. Even when we had Larson and co, um, they never qualified through the last 16 either, by the way. Um, even with that O'Neill team that's widely regarded as our best team in recent memory. Um, so, it's no different now, other than for me, I think it's more difficult to get that type of player in modern day football. The likes of Suttons and Hartsons that we bought for big money back then, established, Ross said it the other night, established Premier League players. We we can't do that now. It's a totally different game. A, a, a player could come to us and we're not as big an attraction anymore. Yes, Champions League football. Yes, our history. Y- yes, you'll win trophies at us. But Crystal Palace could be talking to the same player and offer him 90, 100, 120 grand a week. We can't do that. I just don't think it's as easy as just going, we're going to go out and spend money. Like I've said, till I'm blue in the face, we've had podcasts, two-hour podcasts talking about it. Um, I just don't think it's that easy. I understand everybody's emotional. Um, and I get it. I, of course, I would love us to spend money. I would love us to go out and fucking buy Mbappe, but it's just no plausible. Um and I just think, for me, and everybody's more than entitled to their opinion. So if they feel that way, that's great. I'm like, we debate these things all the time, Stephen. You feel that way. You feel like we should be spending more money. So like, I would love mm-hmm. us to spend more money too, but I understand why not. I just think the model that we've got now has worked. Kyogos and Hatatis mm-hmm. and the rest of them are they're top top players. They might not have shown it the other night, but they are top players. Um, and that's just where we are in world football now. And I think, I think we need to accept it. Um, I go back. I don't understand this. Bring back the glory days. We've we've not had that since the fucking sixties and seventies and beyond. We've never ever been successful in the Champions League. Um, I know I was being facetious, mate. But we're not going to buy world class players. It's just not going to happen. They guys will rather go to. Crystal Palaces or fucking even Middlesbrough in the Championship, and they all get 90 grand a week. The Celtic can't do that. Um, it's just where we are, unfortunately. I know it's, it's shit saying it. People don't like it. I don't like it. But that's where we are. And I think the position we are in the Champions League is the exact same position we are under Martin O'Neill and Gordon Strachan. I think Gordon Strachan overperformed with, that, with the team he had. But I think it's um, at home. We need to try and get some results against big, big teams. Um, but the chances of us qualifying for the last sixteen are slim, and that's been proven over however many years. And I go back again: the so-called best team we've had in recent memory, Martin O'Neill's team, with the top, top players, didn't qualify for the last sixteen either. So. I think, but I think you could counter that, Willie, and say we made a European final. I think what people are yeah, kind of Europa League Champions League is a totally different. But totally we couldn't do it in Europa League, now, I don't think. You don't think so? Nah. Being honest, no. That's fair, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. I disagree. I but think that level that we, we we could maybe like 
I just think that I think that we're a victim of our own domestic success and everybody's craving more. We're doing that all this domestically. Why can't we do this on this scale? Um and I think we're a victim of our own success. Also mm. also the fact that Big Ange has just left. I think last year's Champions League um campaign, even though we didn't gather the points, there was mm. um there was a bit of confidence about us because uh, we felt like we we could do better. Uh, we, we created plenty, plenty of chances. We could have scored a lot more goals, and we could have uh, we could have gained more points. And um, we were all looking forward to this season and seeing what Ange could do. And unfortunately, it's not um, it's not came out that way. I've heard a lot about this is a rebuild period. <laughs> I'm not so sure I would go that far. Even though the amount of bodies we brought in, it seems that way. And Brendan's going to play another way. So at these, like it does, it takes time. Like I'm not, <laughs> I come on here and I get slated at people for saying these things, but it's not me. Like if it's I a, came on, if I came on here with emotion and said, like I'm not happy. Of course I'm not. I want us to fucking win, and I want us to go through the Champions League. But if I take a step back and think with my head and know my heart and look at it, I can totally understand why we are in the situation we're in. And again, I go back to this, bring back the glory days. <laughs> when have we ever went? What glory days? That's my, th- that's my, I don't understand this whole, we need to get back to where we were in Europe. But we've we've always done decent in Europe and we've, we've managed to get through a few times and do well. And we've obviously had that big run in the Europa League, but we've never been massively successful. We've always finished third or fourth in the group or third in the group and dropped down and then played UEFA Cup or whatever it was. It's no different now. But I mean, look, again, people are entitled to opinions. Obviously, there's going to be disagreements when we're talking about issues that finance. Do you know what I mean? Everyone's going to have different ways. Sam Fran agrees with you, Willie, in terms of what you were saying. I think from the point of view, and I'm not not speaking on behalf of anybody here, just myself, I think the frustration is... the barometer we're always talking about is European football. And it feels like we're having the same conversation every summer in terms of, oh, Champions League group, what's our ambition? Are we going to qualify? Blah, blah, blah. You mentioned Europa League. We're going to have to forget about that, by the way, in the new format of the Champions League. Because if we continue, continue our success of Scottish football, which we all hope, by the way, touch wood, there's no drop down. So we're going to have to buckle down and fucking get our ideas together if we want to be at the top table and actually competing instead of making up the numbers, your favourite phase. But the, the way I look at it, and yes, I agree, glory days in Europe, what are they? A couple of nights in Parkhead would have beat a few fantastic teams. Unbelievable. Yeah, I want that back. I think we need to make Parkhead a, a fortress again, 100%. What I think as well is that the issue, and I think Peg, Pegleg, Lonegren said it, we're bringing in nine players. Why not spend that on free quality players who we know we can make an impact straight away? Again, I know the counter-argument to that. How do you know what's going to happen? But I think to have the mindset, in my opinion, of saying, I can see why we're doing it and why we're only spending three to four million quid is a bit close in your mind. You mentioned the EPL. No one's mentioned targeting EPL players because we can't. You, you said it quite rightly so. We can't. But there's players in the Belgian League. There's players in the Eredivisie who've made impacts with their teams. Now, again, it's about a style. Rogers plays different styles, so I'm not going to name players and be like, this is Hubie's design and, and all that type of stuff. But there surely is options out there that we can look at and be like, goalkeeper, yes. Left back, yes. Centre midfielder, strong, physical, athletic. Bring him in. Three players of five million quid. I don't think he's out of a reach. And the rainy day thing that Peter Lowell said in, in that statement, I thought was baffling. Who needs a £72 million, pound, who needs a £72 million pound cash reserve? as a rainy day fund. That doesn't make any sense to me. I know they're doing improvements to Barrowfield, which is much needed, by the way. So that might improve the academy, might improve the product of player coming through. They're making a few changes to the next time with the data room and, and indoor gyms and, th- and things like that, bringing the club up to modern facilities, which is what we need. But it's not going to cost 72 million quid, Peter. Let's that, be fair here. And it, again, in the comments, Thomas Byrne, the last manager back, was Martin O'Neill. We're going that far back. To say someone's been properly back for European football. And the real we talk about Farnold, we looked at Shakhtar Donetsk last season, we should have took points off them. But the reality is we we, did, we haven't so far. We'll have the chance again with, with Farnold at the end here at home. 
but we got beat two 0 Yes, we had two sending offs, but if you if you replace if you bring in an experienced player for Thiago Home, for instance, they're saying that might not happen. That red card, Larga Bielka. If you have an experienced centre half, that might not happen. Not Phillips, case in point, but don't know because he was injured. So the frustration for me, I can I can see it, but I can also see it from your point of view. You can't just take chances every every other transfer. Be like here, six minutes, six minutes, six minutes, six minutes. No, no one. I don't think anyone's saying to do that. But we signed two six million players in Jada and Carter Vickers. They made a brilliant impact. Yeah, it was loan to buy first. I totally agree. I, I know in terms of that, but surely Willie, we can't be sitting here next year. Three to four million pound. We're going. Champions League ready? Yep. We're not. We're not Champions League ready. Yeah, I know, but I, 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 I'm gonna have this argument we have. I kind of have this argument we have the week. Um, I understand what you're saying, but like, I just don't think it's that easy to go out and find players of that quality, especially. I mean, and I know you say you can get them from Mary Divisi and all the rest of that, but Premier League clubs and other clubs are looking at these players too. And like I said, we're just not as big an attraction anymore. And I hate saying that because we should be. We're the best club, biggest club in the world. Um, but players don't give a fuck about history anymore. They don't give a... Like, True. I, I, think, I think they want to play in Champions League, but I think most players, um, if you offered them Champions League with Celtic and whatever wage a week or 90 grand a week to play at Crystal Palace, like we've seen in previous they're going to pick that nine times out of ten. I just don't think it's as easy in a market. And also, like, I totally understand what you're saying as well about... And by the way, again, I've never, like, I see, I can see in the comments people saying, like, I'm setting the bar too low. I'm I'm not. I I actually think with... Uh, with our teams Sound that we've had, we've had recently, yeah, we've had recently Kyogos and Hatati, as we find more of these gems, we can, we can compete in the Champions League. I'm not saying we can't compete. I'm just saying I understand why we can't compete financially with uh, like the Champions League isn't the Champions League. It's a billionaire's playground, like Tony said. Yeah. It is. That's why we've got this new league system because there's going to be a point where it's five teams feeling getting in it and five That's teams next year. That's yeah. Five or six teams for these leagues getting in it rather than more of the champions around Europe getting into it. They're making it bigger so that they can get more of the big teams in, more money. Saudi Arabia as well. Then they're going to get more revenue and they're going to buy even more bigger and better players. So it's tough, but I I think we can manage. And like you said as well about how maybe a more experienced player coming on, if we signed in home coming on, wouldn't have made that mistake and Lager Bielka and vice versa. Also, a less experienced guy could have came in and turned out to be a Hitati or a a Kyogo. So you can counter-argue that as well. I just think, I I understand everybody's frustrations. I'm fucking frustrated as well. I'm just saying, if you take sit back and look at it, this is Celtic's model. This is the way we work. This is the reason we're in the financial position we're in just now. I want us to spend money. I'd love it if we went and spend money. But at the same time, like, we got Kyogo in. He's, he is a fucking top player. We've all been, everybody's been raving about how he's the best since Larson. His movement's frightening. All the rest of it. I totally agree. Unbelievable. What did we get him for? Three and a half, four million. Yeah. Right. I couldn't give a fuck if we paid 25 million for him or one million for him. He's a top player mm-hmm. and I just want top players to come in. So this focus on it should be six, seven million pound a player or eight, nine, ten million. I couldn't give a fuck. I just want a top player and I don't care if they cost one. Or 20. And I don't think you can get... I think you'd be struggling to go out there and find a striker better than Kyogo in the English Premier League, for example, and not have to pay 20, 30 million for them. So there is gems out there. So it's frustrating. It's shit. I hate it too. I want us to spend money on top, top, top players. But I also understand in this modern day market and the way we are, why it's not happening. That's all I'm yeah. saying. No, I, again, again, I, I do agree with what you're saying, but I'm kind of backing up with, with other things that no, people no, are no, feeling no, as well totally in right. the comments. So, like, I, I know what you're saying. I think uh, Penn Lagerin, again, keep doing the same things over again, expect different results. Yeah, we all know that's in terms of insanity. But I, I, in terms of the finance issue, look, again, <laughs> it's one of these things. Look, I want us to spend 10 plus million on a player. I know we can't. But at the end of the day, it's not going to happen. 
Anthony Dunn said in the comments are the most one-sided game this week was the Man United game when they got schooled by Bayern Munich and how much did they spend? I don't know what you're laughing at, but I feel like I'm it's to me. At, but no, I'm no, I'm laughing at money. Fuck you, money. Every <laughs> <laughs> week he tells me I talk passion and says I'm on the board. Fuck off. I hate the Stephen Sta- Stephen Ray. If it's too difficult to sign good players, keep up in Europe, then why are we employing a manager on 100k per week? Partly that's what he's on, by the way. Partly that's that's nah, the that's the thing. Not having that. Um, of the doctor, the long-term solution should be system and state, and we should try try that before individuals. Ajax, Baron, Fizzy Drinks FC, oh Leipzig. That's how they do it, along with shrewd scouting and, and recruitment. Yeah, and by the way, I want to throw a few stats out there that kind of looked at today and I heard on Talksport. Was what what was quite interesting. I don't think the twenty-five. The cha- cha- tw- 25 Champions League goal scorers already. None of them's under the age of 25. No, really? they're all under the age of 25. They're all under it. I believe um, the, the Salzburg team who played in the Champions League this week, all their players under the age of 23. So you, you, you look at their kind of model. Do you know what I mean? It, it, can I be right? Sani's apparently. Not. Bayern Sani's no under 25, is he? Sani's not 24. I, I, look, the stat might be wrong. I'm not the stat <laughs> man right now. But it's what I heard unless I picked it up wrong. I'm trying to give your argument some weight to it, Willie. And you're throwing it back in my face. <laughs> Don't I mean? For <laughs> sake. But again, Stephen Ray, Stephen Ray also said, Ray, stop saying Ray. Stephen uh-huh. Ray also said in regards to the new Champions League format, Willie, what do you think about this one? If Celtic can't qualify in the 24 24 of the 36 teams might as well pack up and go home for good. Now, let's talk about ambition, right? We can talk about this season, but I think the majority of people are looking at next season in terms of what's going to happen with this new Champions League. So the new formats, the league system, 36 teams, the first eight qualifying in this playoff fight, blah, blah, blah. What's the ambition for Celtic this year and next year? Where, where do we see it? I still think we should be... In this group, I think the, I think the draw is as good as we could have hoped for. And... Like, I still believe <laughs> everybody thinks that I've been, like, super setting my sights low. I'm not. I, I believe in this team. I think we've got some quality players, and I think some of the... I, I know Home made a mistake that night, but I think he's he can be a top player. I think O'Reilly's had a magnificent season so far. Um, Hatati's coming back. Kyogo's, Kyogen can win a game on, on one run. Uh, I think we've got some talented players. I, I I think we should still be looking at still be looking at second. <laughs> I fucking hate you, man. <clears throat> um, I think we should still be looking at. I wish I was get fucking pockets. Millions. Um, I still think we should be looking at. I I think we can easily. No, easily. That's maybe not the right word. I I fancy us to get um points at home. I think we can get we can we should be aiming for nine points at home and then hoping to snatch something away from home. I still think we should be looking to to qualify. I don't think that Celtic's current model uh, means that we can't compete. Um so I I I I do. I think we should still be looking. Uh but yeah. if we finish third, I don't think it's I still don't think it's a bad campaign, but I don't think we should I think we should still be aiming for that second spot. I think I think, I think as well. Um, I think Tuesday night, I was buzzing for Tuesday night and uh, I really, really thought we could have got a result. I think I think a result there would have been massive for us, but um, unfortunately... He's coming for you. He's coming. Bring it on, Fonty. See, see as well, one of the good things about, about Tuesday was the Lazio and the Federico result, a point apiece. The group still open in that essence where we can take points off them and maybe get up to third or second place. And I, Stephen Ray again, by the way. Result, to... though, sorry, mate. Go for it. Do you think that is a good result, that draw? Do you not think yeah. that Atletico pumping everybody and then letting us all fight for second place is better? No? No, no. I think that, for me, that leaves the group. So, f- effectively, if we beat Lazio at home, then we could maybe be third or second in, in, in the group, which would be obviously with numbers and that. Stephen Ray again. Thanks for everyone's contribution. By the way, it's, it's been a, a great podcast so far. I've much to talk about. Now, Willie, what do you think about this? People saying nobody wants to play in Scotland. Who the fuck wants to play in the Austrian League? Yet Salzburg, who don't pay big wages, are able to be competitive every year. I thought Salzburg do pay big wages. I thought all the Red Bull teams had mega money, and that's... Probably incomparable to the rest of the Austrian teams, but I don't think European level would be like, boom, 
if you know what no, I mean. I wouldn't, I would, I would want to see the stats first. <laughs> I, I believe that Salzburg do pay big wages. There you go. But what, what do you mean? But what I'm kind of coming at, they're fuck the wage side of it. It's the leagues. Who, who does want to play in the Austrian league? Like, would, would Celtic not be a, a better option for, let's say, I don't know, I don't know, a 23 year old come from the Bundesliga looking to make his way into European football for coming to us? Yeah, but I mean, like, I, I couldn't name you a top player for the Austrian league. So I don't, I wouldn't know. I don't know if there's any world big, big names in there. I know that they've got, Salzburg have got the exact same model as us. They bring in Red Bull. Players, aye. Aye, they bring in Salzburg bring in new players and then they punt them up. Everybody goes to Leipzig for there. I, I know like the, the Haalands and all these sort of big players. Uh, know. what's the boy at Liverpool Shobersly? I think he was similar. I think he Yeah, was, he's a cracking player. So so it's the exact same model. They bring in these players, sell them on to their they're a feeder club for Leipzig. So mm-hmm. managers uh, too. Managers switch between that yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. So I, I I I don't know if that's for me anyway. I don't think that's a great comparison. I don't. I think they've got money, um, and like I say, the other feeder clubs. I wouldn't be surprised if um, if Leipzig were like had a hand in that. I'm I'm not sure, but I would I would suggest that they buy um, prospects and or maybe. Because it's all the same; they're all under the same umbrella. The, the Red Bull teams mm. wouldn't be surprised if they're the ones that you know sort out Haaland and say to Salzburg, right? You bring them on for a couple of years, and then we'll take them off. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I don't know. But I, I think that, um, yeah, I don't, I'm not sure about that comparison. I, I, I couldn't name you a top top player that's plays with Salzburg right now. So. Yeah, I mean, Alfie Dunn's already gearing up to be clapping the opposition to Parkhead, big man. Yo, <laughs> I'm only joking. Nah, but I think for me, saying all three teams are there for taking the home, that argument's gone now. Our home form hasn't been great. We need to get that back in some shape or manner, especially against Lazio. And in terms of me, European ambition, Willie, I think I've been clear. I thought last season was a failure. I think Rogers kind of nailed it for me in, in the press conference. After Christmas, we need European football, whether yeah. it's Europa League, whether it's the Champions League. And I think next season, especially, we need to be in that 2014 bracket. We need to be qualifying for that last kind of 16 avenue in the Champions League. The money's going to get bigger. The revenue for us will get bigger. And hopefully, geez, hopefully, it, it makes the board want to spend more. Do you know what I mean? In, in terms of uh, getting more revenue into the club, knowing that's going to be like guaranteed. I know they say about the Champions League money coming in, that's guaranteed. But for some reason, like we discussed, we're not going to spend any more time on it. £73 million, rainy day fund. Who the fuck knows what it's for? Maybe we're going to get him, Bappy. That's what the crack is. He's on a free next season. We're getting him. That's the crack. That, but, so this new format, you're, you're talking about money as well and, the, and what it brings. So this new format, we get eight games, don't we, if we get there? Eight games, yeah. Fuck off, money. Uh, <laughs> he's, a, he's a fuck. <laughs> what are you going to say? Uh, we get eight games... If you're finishing the top 16, well, top eight, you're through anyway. But if you're finishing in that second eight, you've got then a playoff, haven't you? So that's another two games. So, I mean, if we want to do that, then the revenue is definitely there as well. Uh, I mean, it could be a positive for us. It's like it's new to all of us. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. But, um, yeah, I think everybody's right. I think the home, the home form needs to improve. We need to go out and fucking do these teams. And I'll be... <laughs> Supporting them just as much as I always do. I swear to fuck that. Well, Monty. <laughs> Look. <laughs> He's a wind-up merchant. We all know you're winding people up, Monty. He's fair enough. All about definite pregnancy. Uh, Stephen, Stephen Ray, Salzburg have one paid on 40k per week. The rest range of 30 to 20. Look, again, we don't, obviously don't know the figures now, but I do get the, your I do get your comparison. Anthony Dunn, Boy's not happy with Willie pointing out a few facts and saying with no chance in our home games, make your mind. The reason I said that, Anthony, because our home form is the best. Let's be fair. You know what I mean? Our home form is the shocking in Europe. Aye, I want these, us to win. By the way, these people are all the same people that say we get fucking pumped off Rangers and Wally, didn't they? So who's the negative one now? <laughs> but here, we'll move on to the weekend. We'll, we'll move on to the weekend's game in terms of going to the Tony Macaroni. It's proved difficult for Roger before. Yeah, do you know here, mate? Do you want to hear something funny, right? 
So same work. I, I was running a company and I was like, it, it looked like macaroni, but I think it was like mac- macaroni or something like that, right? The, re- the, re- the receptionist answered the phone and I'm like, hello, is this such and such macaroni? <laughs> and, she was, she, and she goes to me, she was like, what are you talking about? And I, and I was like, it's just such and such macaroni. He's like, you've got the wrong number, put the phone down. And then I looked at my computer and I was like, oh, fuck. And I, I was like, the Livingston and work, fuck me. But I think Ro- Ro- Roger's record there hasn't been that great. I don't think he's won. Apparently he hasn't won at the, at the, at the, the 3G macaroni stadium. Get into it, obviously, Martindale. We know the way he's going to play, Willie. We know it's going to be tough. He's going to get his players organized in the formation. Then he'll moan about finance. Then he'll moan about everything else in terms of the league and what, what it brings to Livingston, even though they can't fill the stand, which baffles me, and how to still run as a club. But how are you feeling getting into it? A lot of people saying the season's been underwhelming in terms of the attacking kind of style of play, in terms of not scoring enough goals, top of the league by, by two points. Are you expecting us to... To go to the Tony Macaroni, the 4G San Zero, and pull off a victory. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I I was going to say I can understand why people are underwhelmed, but I, I can't. I, like, I think us going out the League Cup is fair, fair, fair. Obviously, going out the League Cup has been a big um, disappointment. But I mean, again, victim under Ange, we were everything was just like press, 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 high tempo. And it's a totally different um, way of playing. But I mean, when Brenders, Rogers first, before Ange came along and Rogers was in charge first, everybody was talking about how it's the best football we've played. Um, so, yeah, I think it's been a fairly decent start to the season. Uh, and I think we'll go on and, and pick up more points tomorrow. I thought it was quite interesting about uh, Rogers. I think he's been, it's been really refreshing because I feel like in all these pressers, he's been really, really honest. Um, and that's one thing I would say Ange didn't have. <laughs> he would always keep his cards close to his chest. And uh, I think Brendan's been fairly honest. And I don't know if that's because of what's happened in the past and he feels like uh, uh, I'm, I'm not going tomorrow, Monty. I've got a big golf outing, actually. So uh, a big golf outing <laughs> out with, the, with the board. We're uh, going to one of the big courses and splashing the cash. Um what was I saying? Aye. About the, the, the press conference. Aye, he's been, I think he's been very honest. And the same again, like I've always, I think Ange was asked, it, every man has been asked it about the surface. And Ange kind of was, at the time, like, listen, we play the same wave, same game and all the rest of it. Rogers was open and honest and said, look, the guys that have got niggling knee injuries and that, we might have to look at something like that because of the surface. Really, really interesting. So, um, yeah, I think there might be a couple of changes in the team possibly, but, I, I fully expect us to come away with a result and uh, maintain our, our spot where we rightfully should be at the top of the league. Well, give me your, your score now, prediction then while we're on that. I'll go 2 0, and the team, um, I reckon, I reckon home could come in for Hitati. Mm. Uh, unless he's wanting is to that... get minutes under Hatati's belt an hour again, and then, but I mean, like, ho- like he's not available. Oh, I know, Jed. Don't start, man. <laughs> what does but that mean? The, the beers will be flowing. Uh, it's inside board knowledge. You'll know, Ken. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if he wants to still get minutes in Hatati's legs, but for me, when he was talking about that with people that have maybe had injuries coming back in the surface. I don't know if he'll risk him. And the fact that home won't be playing uh, midweek, mm. uh, I think uh, he could maybe come in. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know whether they play Palm, uh, Palmer. I, I, I thought Yang looked really good against Dundee at the weekend. I was surprised to see that he wasn't starting on Tuesday. Um, and Palmer didn't impress so much, but like, he needs time. But he's, we've only seen glimpses of him. So it'll be interesting to see if he'll play. James E. Forrest likes it there. He might, he might get a flung in. <laughs> but um, same again, it might be it might interesting again. Like Kyogo's obviously was carrying that injury or whatever. Um, I'd be surprised if he doesn't start him. But I think there might be a couple of changes uh, with, yeah. a few, with a few to midweek. 100%. And I think for me as well, the good thing about this squad, the likes of Larga, Belka, Yang, Palma, 
they all have history of playing on 3G, 4G services in, in, in the countries they used to play. And especially in Sweden, it's the majority of the teams in there have a 3G or 4G service. So you can kind of counter that argument by setting the pitch is shit by putting them players in who have played on it and have the experience. I mean, for myself, going there, we all know what type of game you're going to get. The rubber pellets are bouncing up in Sky Sports. The HD picks it up. It looks terrible. It's absolutely abysmal. We've got we Hasbula. As Corvo said, that Martindale on the sideline, giving it 90 for Livingston. Rogers will have his notebook out. It's a game I'm actually, to be honest, I'm looking forward to. Obviously, after defeat, you want to go back and pick up three points in the league, and I do think we'll do it. I think this kind of hoodoo thing, as you said, it goes back to 2005. I think we've, and Livingston were in the league about two or three seasons. I mean, so you can kind of counter that stat with that. But for me, myself, I'll go Joe Hart, Alistair Johnson, Larga Bielka, Scales, Taylor. I'll go. I'll go Calmac, I'll go Matt O'Reilly and Bernardo. I'll go up top Yang, O and Meta. That's what I'll go with tomorrow. And myself, I'll go 2 now as well. And before I obviously end the podcast, I do want to thank everyone for getting involved and having a laugh about boardrooms. Uh, no, now. it's been top. The guys are always brilliant. The guys and girls are coming in with the comments. and, and like I've, I always say, I think the worst thing about modern life not foot, not football, just life in general, is too many people have an opinion, but then you're wrong and I'm right. Whether you, like, mm-hmm. but I like I like debate. I love hearing other people's opinions, and like I totally understand where people are coming from, and I hope people understand where I'm coming from too. And I think we've got like the, the relationships great between the, the guys and girls in the the chat. So uh, as usual, spot on. Really enjoyed it tonight. It's been good to have you back. Legion of Doom back together again. And as I said, get involved, get involved with the voice, man. Get involved with the Super Six. Get your scores in. Get them in early. Stephen Coulthard, I know you're in the comments and seeing you there, buddy. We're going to get something sent out. We've had a hiccup again. Pissing me off. We're just going to get something sorted and something sent out. We'll be, we'll be in touch very soon about it. But until Monday, hopefully, after another three points and still top of the league, stay well and keep safe. Hail, hail. <laughs>